What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. Right person to help you unpack. That's why. That's why we're built for relationships. Mm -hmm. That that there are some things that my wife helps me unpack that nobody else would ever be able to speak to but her. But that that means that she's making you feel secure with that particular issue. She's giving you a a reason to unpack it because or she's digging deep enough. Right. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let's move on to the next question. So all of this about the passwords is leading us to this question right here. Is being faithful hard? So if being faithful was easy, then why are so many people cheating? I don't think. um, You think it's hard? Yeah, it's hard. Well, as a man, I'm telling you, it's hard. It's hard. Why is that hard? It's going to be because it's going to be about the cookies again. Go ahead. I know. I think we need to use that. It's difficult. No, it, it's difficult to be Why? faithful because there are so many options and folks that don't care about anybody else. So, for a guy, there are, there are 10,000 bench warmers to every star player. And guess what? They're always available to us. And, and what happens with great women who get great men, and we always wonder why these great men have always got fidelity issues. Well, when there are great men, that requires great sacrifices from their women. And a lot of times it means divesting themselves of, of a lot of their stuff to, to, to take care of him. And many times women don't want to do that because they're, you know, they're independent or whatever else, whatever they are. And there are other women who are willing to take care of him in a way that she doesn't. It's not always about sex, mm-hmm. but it is about his ego. The key to a man is his ego every single day. And if you don't take care of his ego... And we exercise it through sex, we exercise it through our jobs, we exercise it through all the things that testosterone makes us do. If she doesn't take care of that ego, some other woman will find a way to take care of that ego. Mm-hmm. So, what do you say, so, John? So that means that um, there's no unconditional I'm sorry, love I'm here. Sorry. I mean, there's no love. It's all about um, taking care of me. She needs to do this. She needs to do that. Because if you don't, it's like you. It's like a woman always has to be on notice. You know, like you can't love your man without being on notice. You know, because if I don't do this, then he's gonna go over here and do that. Like, if I don't do this, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So, when the only thing that I want, we don't put that much stipulation on that much stipulation on a man, because all we want is to have that unconditional love. I'm not gonna say because you know, five years, ten years down the line, you're not doing it like you used to do it. So I'm gonna go over here. And I'm going to go find somebody else to do it. But let me just finish because um, I have a stipulation. I'm going to I'm going to deal with that because I love you unconditionally. I'm not going to go down the street because you're not doing it like you used to do it because that's what you're really saying. I know that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you're saying. Yes, that's what you're saying. But, 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 but I, I agree with Paula. Because yeah, here's, here's, come the on question now. Is simply Get out this. of here. The question says, is it hard to be faithful? So then the question is, uh, is is no, it's not hard because it's a choice. You know, it's a choice to be faithful or not to be faithful. That's your choice. What leads people to not be faithful? Why people cheat? That's a whole different question. But is faithfulness something that's easy? Yes, because it's a choice. I can choose to be faithful to you. I made a commitment, and I choose to honor this commitment. Now, the, the byproduct of that question is, when people decide to not be faithful, what are the reasons? You know, and then we can go on a whole myriad of all these reasons, but I think... Like Paula said, if, if it's this whole uh, conditional thing based on this and based on that, that, you know, she's not holding up her end of the bargain anymore, and so he's going to look, whether sex or otherwise, you know, then he's not going to be faithful. Say, it could go both ways, but yeah. if we are absolutely, choosing, but it's spoken like But where's the woman. unconditional? But where, where, you guys never talk Spoke- about mm-hmm. unconditional love. Oh, see, but- love is a gift. Hold it. Love is a gift. <laughs> And you guys steal it every time. You're thieves, like thieves in the night. 
like the thieves of Baghdad. Spoke because you like a true woman. No, but I'm just you guys don't know how to love unconditionally. Oh, no, see, see, you put conditions on it, but you don't know how to love unconditionally. Because y'all ready to run out that door in five minutes if she's not doing it the way you want to do it. So, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just like being on a hamster wheel. Again, spoken like somebody who... What are you saying, Coach? Spoken like somebody. You better stop saying speaking like a woman. No, but let's understand the differences between men and women. There's no difference. This is a critical point. Because from the time you were this big, you were conditioned for relationships. So what were y'all conditioned for? Y'all always want to talk about men. Men are not conditioned for relationships. We're conditioned for conquest. Now, I'm not saying it's right. right. Exactly. I'm I not had a saying it's right. With a friend, it's I'm, like once you guys conquer, I'm not saying it's right, but understand we are conditioned for conquest, not for relationships. Okay, so you guys, so basically, what you're saying to me, really, coach, and I think we had this conversation before. Men actually don't know how to love because women are natural nurturers. What you're saying basically is that you guys do not know the feeling of unconditional love, like you really never, never been in love because you're so guarded. Because of how you were raised. No. What I'm saying is that that men men learn how to love by as a byproduct of the relationship. We don't go into it loving. When a man says he loves you, and for the most part, he desires you and he wants to keep you around. But when when but but when like he begins hurts. to love you, <laughs> when he can give his life for you, that comes as a byproduct of some time and experience. Okay. Um, we have some comments on on YouTube. I keep saying Facebook. Joni said because there is something missing within themselves, and she said people cheat because they are weak minded, because they are not a whole person. That's for men and women. They are missing something within themselves. She says only hard for to those who don't feel as a whole person. Joni also said love is a commitment to someone, and don't know why not a feeling. Quote some men. Any men commenting? Because Nate's I'm up here, here, but you know he's not. You know, <laughs> yeah, he can't. Yes. He can't. Nate, we have some down. comments, Nikki. What do you have? Facebook Live. Ernest Smith says, um, "Being faithful is not hard; it's a choice." That's Being what I faithful said, is not Ernest. hard; it's a I choice. Do. We understand, hey, bro. John, what do you say? And that that that's what I was going to say. And again, Ellis, no slight against you, but again, we can't put all men in the same category. Exactly. I would suggest that we say I have a problem with cheating, or I cannot commit, or whomever. But we should not say all men are able to commit. I think the pro or be faithful in a relationship. I think the problem comes when if you're in a relationship and you see the value in the woman that you have. Of course, you're going to be tempted. Of course, there are going to be times that you want to go outside of the relationship. But when you take into consideration what you can lose at home, it will cause you to walk away from that situation. I think there's going to be a chance for women and men to cheat. But it all comes about, is it worth me jeopardizing what I have at home? And if you can answer that question honestly, then you can walk away from those situations without cheating. Mm-hmm. I think you can be faithful in a relationship. It's all about the choices we choose to make. But okay. I think men are. are I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> I just want to add in here. <laughs> They're some, weak. Yes, some, men, some men are weaker than others, cause, and that's what the point I actually wanted to make on that is that me and my husband were separated for a while, almost a year, and during that time of separation, I just knew I was getting divorced. It was, you know, there was no question. This relationship is over. He's going to file divorce papers, not knowing the whole time that he wasn't seeking other women. He wasn't thinking about other women. All he was thinking about what he needed to do to get back to his wife. He had ample time. And, you know, we weren't even living in the same state, let alone the same house. Some people are designed for relationships. You did say that. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're women. It depends on how they are raised. I said it before. Most men are raised to think of career and themselves first, and the women will come. Whereas women are, are, you know, designed and taught to be the nurturer, to play with this Barbie that's a nurse and a doctor and all of this, get into fields where you're caring because this is what you're going to need to be for your husband. But for that man who grew up in a woman household where the women said love women, treat women with respect, and always honor her, that's what he's going to do no matter what age he gets to. So, you know, yeah. you, it, it just really depends on a man on wh- in what situation he's put in. So okay. I'll, I'll submit this, that, and, and there are exceptions to every rule, and I got that. 
And we're talking about the, gen the generality, the average man. We're not talking about the, those great men that are the exceptions. The average guy, because he has so many choices. And I'm telling you, in my practice, I see them all the time, whether they're, whether they're pastors or whether they're, 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 they're politicians or whether they're teachers or garbage men. Men generally, um, there are like three categories of men. But most men, most men have problems uh, being faithful, not because they're they're just broken and they're no good, but because they've never been made to have to make choices. They have options, and they married an option. They didn't marry their choice. Hmm. So when 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 you live a life of options. People tend to take options. And what do men do? Men are easy. Men are simple. We do what we're rewarded to do. And, and men are rewarded in society for doing this. Okay. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's real. Nikki, you had another comment? Well, yes. Yeah, so this is an old comment. I forgot to mention that. Uh, Bud G says, yes, let's boycott Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> boycott <laughs> Valentine's Day. They cheap. They don't want to spend no money. Yeah. Okay. Shanika Bell says. Shanika Bell says. Hey, Shanika. Yes. not difficult. Uh, being faithful is not hard. Okay. Um, it's a choice. You cannot be weak-minded. Those that do cheat, I guess this is what you're saying, perhaps they're missing something in the current relationship. That's why communication is key. Okay. Um, Paula, your brother Chad said that he agrees with what John is saying. He knows that he has no problem being faithful to Maria, so not sure about her. LOL. Joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, Chad. They, um, Tammy said that it's always the woman's fault. We're not doing this and we're not doing that. What are you doing as a man to help make the relationship work? Hmm. Okay. Right, because it's always our fault. Oh, it's okay. always that we're not it cooking enough. But you know we're what? Not, uh, we're not putting out enough. Men would say that we always blame it on them. So I, I think it, it depends on who you're talking to, you know, because, uh, I mean, people – in my moment of transformation, my husband says, you always think I'm the bad guy. Well, you are. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, communication. I, I wanted to say that, but I also wanted to say, I really don't like it when people say that people who cheat are weak-minded because it's not a black and white thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't encourage people to cheat, mm -hmm. but walk through some of the shoes some people. Some people just cheat because, you know, there are the dogs, women and men, Wednesday. who just want, mm -hmm. because it's Wednesday, you know. So right. they ended with a Y, so I'm going to cheat. You know, but then there are the people who systematically have gone through some things and broken them down and somehow have found themselves in a situation that causes them to do whatever. doesn't necessarily mean they're a weak-minded person. You know, you got to kind of go beyond and not call people weak-minded because they cheat. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and, I think that, yeah, and I think you're right because it's oversimplification. There are a myriad of reasons. None of them good. Yeah. Okay? Um, but there are, there are a myriad of reasons that people fall into this place of infidelity. And, and let's be clear. And when, I, when I talk about infidelity, I'm talking about folks who are, who are married to somebody else. I, okay. I just don't believe you can cheat if you ain't married. Yeah, I agree. Oh, really? No. no but also, what, what constitutes cheating? Because the second part of my question was, uh, when you were saying being faithful, we're talking about a lot more than just the physical. Yeah. Um, we've had conversations before yes. uh -huh. where, um, let me get to my notes here. You're talking about like emotional? Emotional cheating. Oh, you know, when you oh, send man. those, that when you do that inappropriate like on Facebook, you know, you see those pictures yeah. and you just do that, <laughs> that like when you should visually like it and not click that button. So, um, when you do those DM messages and when you're at work just being a little bit flirtatious. All those things that, you know, don't quite get you to the physical. What did you just blame? When you say good morning with that special wave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have a, I have a question. I have a question. And okay. I'm going to pose this question to John and I pose it to Coach, even though we're always on the opposite end of the spectrum. Why? You're entitled to be wrong. It's I know. Okay. All the time. Why is something so beautiful as love? so difficult why do people make it so difficult when in actuality it doesn't have to be that difficult or complex it really mm -hmm. doesn't john what do you say john um i i think love is complicated what i mean paul said i think we we make it complicated ourselves and i think a lot of times it comes from not properly healing from our past situations and carrying that old stuff into new situations because love is pure we talk to 
detoxified ourselves with insecurities and thoughts and our own deeds because when we do wrong, we accuse other people of doing those things. So love, love is complicated because we make it complicated. You know, if we, if we are open to it, and what I mean by open to it, if we evict out of our heart and our lives all the past hurts, all the insecurities, the mistrust, love can come in and dwell in us in a pure place. And if we give love in a pure <laughs> uh, manner, I think it'll come back to us. But I, I think that one of the things um, that I'm finding is that if you accept the person for who they are and not try to change them, mm-hmm. um, I think that when you get ready to flag me, I think that um, that would be half the battle because we're always trying to change people and not accept them for who they are. And once you accept your loved one for who they are, um, faults and all, mm-hmm. because we have to love unconditionally. And if you're an unconditional lover, you gotta you gotta licked. That's that's mm-hmm. that's my philosophy. That's what I believe in. I believe in conditional love myself. No, I said unconditional. I believe in conditional. No, um, I I I agree with what you're saying. I I absolutely agree with unconditional love, but um. I, I think that love has layers, and I think that's why there it, it appears to be difficult. But because there, there's layers to it, there's layers to love. You know, I mean, like the uh, Dr. Welker was talking about passionate love, and you can find every different way to describe it. No offense, but it, it's still arrows. It's passion. I don't want something that's going to die after two years. You know, mm. um, I want something that has some sustainability. But there's lying. Yeah, die. you know, it's it's. It's like we talk about with um, menopause and menopause, you know, mm-hmm. how what love looks like beyond those types of things. Mm-hmm. So I think that while love is simple, I agree, but love is complex because there's levels mm-hmm. to it. Well, once, what, what I've learned, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned, I got, got a great lesson, is that once you find out your mate's love language, that's a beautiful thing. You read the it book. It is. Yep. Yes. Okay. Nikki, you had a comment. Go ahead. Nikki. Yes, we have comments here on... Um, Facebook Live, uh, ooh, several comments. People have different definitions of love. Mm-hmm. People express love differently. In order to understand people, you have to understand where they have come from. Mm-hmm. This is from mm-hmm. Shanika Bell. Okay, okay. Right. We have um, Jonice, she said, um, it's like this is a generation of hoes and thoughts. <laughs> are women compared to I'm good, to modest Joe women? Joe Why? I know that's JoJo. I see. <laughs> I see more AS pictures than degrees being posted online. And why are men okay with it, making it harder for good women to get a good man? You know, I'm kind of tired of hearing that, though. I'm tired of hearing about you know they getting in our way. Ain't nobody getting in your way, home girl. If you a good woman, if you got it going on, he gonna see you. You that, agree? That thought ain't getting in your you way. You agree? You getting in your way because social media just putting them on blast, but. Doc's been around since the glamorous life. They just have a name, right? Nasty girl. You okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's been around for a minute. Okay. She ain't and, a in thought, and a thought is a bench woman. <laughs> you know, so, so look, yeah. when, 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 when oh. you look for a star player, uh-huh. if you're ready to be chosen, your man will find you. Here's part of the problem in relationships. Here's why love is hard. Because we start off, at least for men, starts with our eyeballs. Yeah. Okay? It's, you know, it, it is the lust of the eyes. We see, ooh, I like I, I like it what I see, you know? <laughs> and then somehow we want to translate what's in our eyes into our heart. Well, that takes a while. But if, if you are just a woman, you're stuck in my eyes. But if you are the one for me, it gets to my heart. Most men do not take the time for things to go from their eyeballs to their heart. They stop at the eyeballs. And then they go down to the fringes. And they, and they skip the whole middle part of the body. They go to the lower parts. Okay? That's where they get stuck it's at. the cookies. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why is it hard? It's hard because, because we think with think. We let we let the brain make heart decisions. Yeah. Yeah. We don't let heart. I like that coach. We we you said heart or heart decisions? No, we, make, we let the brains make heart decisions. Oh, You're heart. on FCC timeout. <laughs> <laughs> You're on FCC timeout. <laughs> <time out. laughs> John, you have anything to add? Paul is on timeout. <laughs> John, you have anything John. to add to that? Uh, <laughs> they got you stumped. They got you stooped, huh? Come on, John. Come, Come on, John. I know you got it. 
Okay. So let's move on to this. Let's move on to this. Okay, so in the study I was watching, I was reading, it said 13 men and women weighed in on the question, does sex on the first date ruin the chance at a relationship? Here are some of the responses. Uh, one person, Layla, 28, female, says, no, of course not. It's such an archaic idea that if you have sex on the first date, you somehow ruin your chance with that person. My current boyfriend and I slept together very quickly, like three hours within meeting, and we're still together today and extremely happy. If it happens, it happens. No need to make yourself guilty over something we all enjoy doing. Now, Terrence, 26, said, no way. If the chemistry is there, go for it. I'd rather figure out if we're sexually compatible before getting invested. Avery, 29, says, I wouldn't say it ruins it, but if I'm being honest, a bit of mystery is lost if you have sex right away. Not saying a relationship still won't happen, but I definitely um, I, I definitely slept with people quickly and then lost interest. And then lastly, Danny, age 25, said, I don't judge anyone who does, but I found that if you sleep together too fast, there's an expiration date on the relationship, but that's right. just my experience. Exactly. That's why I think what do you guys the night, I, I agree with that because yes. when yes. once you have sex with somebody, you know, everybody's all in love and dating and you know, it's always the um the what did my girlfriend call it? The the glamour part of the relationship, you know, when it's new and fresh. But as soon as you bump uglies, then right, right. So as soon as you have sex, it changes the whole dynamics of the relationship. Okay. It, and why? Let's get John to weigh in first, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Um, I think I think it all depends on the two people, but I do know, I, I believe the older you get, I think the less important that is if you have sex mm-hmm. on the first date. Yeah. The older you get, I mean, I know I'm, I'm in my 40s, and if you have sex on the first night, hey, you're too mature adults doing whatever oh, yeah, you that's do. Right. That's right. So it is whatever Amen. it is. When you're in your Hallelujah. 20s, you probably look at it a little bit different, especially... Uh, from some guys' perspective because they believe a woman should hold out a little bit longer and mm. value herself. This is their perception. A woman should value herself and not give it up so easily. So they may look at it a little bit differently, but if two people are going in with um, yeah. an understanding that we are about to get down, I may not hear from you tomorrow on both sides. I may not hear from you tomorrow if they have sex. They have sex. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. You just have to suffer the consequences if there are any. You got to give them Dr. Right. I was <laughs> almost on your side until the way that you said women have to value themselves. It was like you was making No, 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 no. No, no. I said the guy, <laughs> the guy thinks that the younger they are, they, some guys believe that a woman should hold out. I said that. Some guys, younger, the younger you are. Mm-hmm. All right. So well, let's, let's, Nathan said... He thinks people give sex too much power. Jonice said, depends on how good you're working on the first night. She said, if you know what you're doing and do it well, mixed with chemistry, boom, that's 90% of the marriage. But then now will there Is be a divorce? Probably. Well, that's what Eddie Murphy said. You make that's what Eddie Murphy said. But let's be serious. Okay, so, okay. so one, one of the rules mm-hmm. one of the rules is you must protect the cookie jar. Protect oh, the cookie yeah. jar. Okay. So for women over the age of 30, okay, okay, there's no way you can enter a relationship and and have a relationship uh, be long term and meaningful if you don't. There's a couple things. If you don't know who you are, okay, and you have no idea who he is, and you don't protect the cookie jar, and you have no idea who the us is, that's a recipe for disaster. Now there are exceptions to the rule. There are folks. There may be one in a million couples that makes it, but most folks, if it's the first day cookie jar encounter, all right. I don't know you well enough. I, I, I don't really don't know your last name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know you and, from Adam's house. You know, and, and, and good Lord. Mm-hmm. By doing this, what we're doing, if, if anybody thinks this is this is okay, man, this is normal, then what we're saying is that that we've lost the whole idea of morality. We lost the whole idea of mystery. We lost the whole idea of courting. I don't, I don't have to court you no more. Once I sleep with you, I ain't got to court you. Okay, so that's what I was talking to you and John about um, the other day. Why is it so difficult? Like, just say we go on a first date, you and I, right? Yeah. Okay. And I say to you, um, I'm asking you questions. Do you want to have a relationship or do you just want to sleep with me? But you'll tell me, no, baby, I want to have a relationship yeah. with you. 
just to sleep with me. Right. But why why can't you be just transparent and just let me know? Okay, this is just what I, hey, we're just going to have sex and... I because just, if you are one who just want to have... No, your, but I'm asking no, you the question. Why no, do you have to lie to me? Because here's why. Here's why I lie. Because if they tell the truth, they only get one cookie jar conversation. If they lie, they have a chance for multiple cookie jar conversations. And not just that. But if I tell the truth, then I am saying to myself that I am lowering my standard just to have a cookie jar conversation with you. But the thing of it is, is that now, one I'll thing I it. did learn I'll from have you, it. Coach... <laughs> The one thing I did learn from you, from being on the rules, is that that I do find with women, unfortunately, sorry, is that when we do get into a relationship with a guy and we do have sex with a man, um, you do think that you're in a relationship. You're mm-hmm. you're, right. So I, when I do talk to women, I, I and young ladies especially, I do let them know that if a man has not said to you, I want to be in a relationship with you, I want you to be my woman, don't think just because you're having sex and he's coming over eating and spending a little time with you yeah. that, you have, that you're in a relationship because you're not. Just because just you, you have sex, just because you have my baby, don't mean we're in a relationship. Right. You, know? you have to say those words. And, and, and but sometimes now you're telling me if you all say well, them words, you're not telling me the truth. And, and, and <laughs> when we, we got to have the conversation, the conversation has to be preceded with some time. If I'm just meeting you, I met you at a club last night, and today we're going to go out for lunch, and we're, ha- we're having a conversation about being in a relationship. I don't know you well enough to be in a relationship with you, but I'll say it because that's what I know you want to hear. And if I don't, if, if, if you say, do you just want to sleep with me? And, and I say yes, and you say yes, then I thought, oh, I'm, I'm still going to sleep with her. But then i got to go, I'm feeling some kind of way about me because I like to think that I have higher standards than that. Okay. Well, I know Doc said on the program last night, Doc from Hampton Roads, mm-hmm. she was amazing, and, and she said that she had the conversation right up front during the first date, letting the gentleman know, these are my intentions, and I do not go this far when we first are mm-hmm. starting to date. And he said, okay, and he didn't want to be involved yep. in it. So it saves both people time if you're more up front. That's what I'm you saying. Know, if, you are just, if you come in here and you say, well, you know, I'm just looking for sex partners. And, and the, the girl may say, well, look, I'm looking for sex partners. But when you make that ma- manipulation and that lie and you're telling us I want to be in this relationship and then that girl ends up having sex with you on the first or second date, you actually are ruining her. Absolutely. And, you know, just to get another notch on your belt for no Absolutely. reason. Because there are enough women out there that will do what? Willing and to be your bench warmer, right? Ab- absolutely. And, so, and, and what, 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 what men like to do, <laughs> what men like to do, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's real. Okay. <laughs> what men right like to do is they, they they want they men talk about relationships. They they play with love to get sex. Women play with sex to get love. And that's kind of a universal thing. We will talk the language of relationships and love in order to have a cookie jar conversation. And women will give up the cookies trying to to sex us into loving them. And it. It's unfortunate. Yeah, well, you're going to come up short if you think that, that I can never be that woman. You're going to come up real short and you think I'm going to sex you to love me. You're going to holler back and be real easy. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's just has, has never been um, my my thing. And I'm, I'm, and I'm glad. But there are enough people to do that. Okay, Nikki, go ahead. You had a comment. Okay, well, we have a comment from Facebook. And, of course, this is from a woman. Mm-hmm. She says, why is it assumed that women want a relationship after they sleep together on the first night anyway? Maybe they both wanted to sleep together, and that's it. John. John, what do you say? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I agree with that question. Now, again, I believe that if two people on the first night come in and they have sex on their first night, hopefully both parties are mature enough to know that probably after tonight there is a chance that I don't hear from you or you don't hear from me. You know, I don't think any party, I mean, I mean, I guess you guys are married. I don't know the status of everybody on the situation, on the panel. But when you're out dating, I mean, sex on the first night, it happens now. It it, it just happens. And if it happens, whether you are male or female, you run into a situation where the other person may not call you the next day. That's why I believe there are no one-night stands because one of the two people are going to walk away hoping that the other person calls them the next day. True. I can attest to that. Go ahead. 
Okay. This, this is a question coming from a, um, a conversation that I was having with some young people and some AARP people. Okay. Okay. Oh, it was an interesting dialogue. The younger folks were <laughs> <laughs> the younger folks were comparing dating to hooking up. Mm-hmm. They say it's the same thing mm-hmm. these days. Would you all agree? Can we dating, hooking up. Yes. Do they mean hooking, hooking up, up is, is is Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hooking up is we get together, we spend some time, we hook up. If we have sex, we have sex. Um, it's not necessarily me taking you out to. Um, you can't take me to Applebee's, but you, you know what Ruby I mean. The, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's try Olive Garden. We'll start okay. there. That's All that's right. a All right. that's a start. Taco but Bell. that's a little more generous than what I thought hooking up was. Yes, I thought hooking yes. up was the intentional. This is what's going to happen. Let's get this done so me you can too. leave. That's what I was thinking right. About well, it's a combination thereof. Okay. It's a combination. Okay. You no, know, you know we hooking up. Yeah. We I can call you up because you're my Tuesday girl. Yeah. Or you my Tuesday right. guy, That's or you my Friday night. And it's susceptible night. on both ends. Let me tell you, I have a girlfriend who is 34 years old. She was married before, marriage didn't work out. She got back into the dating world and was disappointed. Because everyone who she met that, you know, exchanged numbers with her, she met through a mutual friend, she found through church, mm-hmm. they wanted to do that Netflix and chill. I'll take you to the, the cheapest restaurant, and they were immediately looking for gratification, reward. Right. You know, it wasn't nothing. She finally met a guy who wanted to take her on a date that made plans to show her that he was interested in her and not just sexually, but possibly getting to know her for a relationship blew her freaking mind because she had not even her ex-husband had shown her that kind of respect and what real dating looks like. Real dating is so different. It's so better I mean, you get butterflies. You are ready to soar. You think about that person at work. When you are just hooking up, man. But you know what? You could do that to somebody and treat them that way, and they still leave. I hope you heard that. Yeah. (laughs) I want to ask ask John a question. John, have you ever had had, um, intimacy with your clothes on? Huh? Have you ever been had intimacy with your clothes on? That makes sense. That Uh, does make sense. He knows what I'm talking about. That's, you shut I'm up. Just playing, I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm just playing. Go ahead. You must learn how to make uh, yeah, love. Yeah, I mean, intimacy has a lot to do with mental. That's so right. I think we all have. Hopefully, we all have. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> let's go to let's let's switch over to the single people, single folks. Anybody single yeah. in here? Just me, Nikki. Well, don't put your hand up. Yeah. Oh yeah, John. I was reading John's blog. You, six years. I, I read your 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 New Year's Eve post that you did. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So let's talk about. So I read this article in Shape Magazine. It says that you may need to reset your dating expectations. I was one of those people. We talked about things Mm -hmm. that you know you have in your mind who this person is that you want. Um, And this was like from a small age up until probably a couple of months ago when I was like I need to reset my expectations. So the article was saying that there is no real science behind meeting Mister or Miss Right, but if you find that you can't find the right one after you know date after date after date. You may need you may be setting your your bar too high or worse too low, so these are some things that um, it was saying that you worry about them fitting into your circle of friends, your family, or this vision picture that you have for your future. Number two, the question of what you do is one of the first things that you ask. You know, you're not thinking about their values, their desires, because those pretty much are more indicative of if a relationship lasts more than the salary. Um, number three, if you have a type that you always date, you know, it's like almost ordering the same thing when you go to a restaurant and you're, you're not open to any type of variety. Number four, you rush into claiming him or her as your boyfriend or your girlfriend um, just so that you're not single. Just so, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just saying, you know, it's not even that person, just that it's somebody there. And last, you sleep with them too quickly. Other than, you know, having amazing chemistry, um, you're just using uh, sex as a way to hold their attention. So, you know, I was looking, trying to figure out and claiming these different types. And half the time, I wasn't even what I was looking for. So I had to go through re-examining. Do you think sometimes people who are single, you, you set the bar too high or too low? John, let's ask John first. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think we can sometimes set the bar a little bit high of what we want. Our expectations are high. Um, so what I've tried to do for myself is come up with a list of things that I cannot live with, which I think broadens the uh, or increases my um, chances of finding a good woman, I think. So I find the things that I am unwilling to live with, like I, I hate drama, I hate nagging, I hate women that are not supportive. I mean, you know, I, I'm not worried about what so much what type of job a woman has. I'm not concerned with that. But if she's ambitious, that's good. So, like I said, I, I've just narrowed down to the things that I cannot live with, which increases my chances of finding someone I can. Okay. Well, anybody else? You had anything to say, Coach? No? Coach, you're quiet. What? <laughs> well, I can't speak for... Um, you were I, single at once. I was, but when I was single, so here's my story, mm-hmm. real quick, in, 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 in two minutes or less, or maybe not that long, but when I was single, um, I was in college, you know, and then instantly, a couple of years after I was in college, I got pregnant and had a baby, so my single life looked like being a mother. I didn't really think about no dude, and if I dated, it was like, you ain't coming around my kid, so I'm not really serious about you, because any guy I'm serious about, he potentially stepfather material. And because I was so young, not like I was like 12, but I was like 23, (laughs) and the guys of my age, they weren't, I knew a lot of them weren't ready for that commitment. So then after my daughter got a little bit older, I got really committed to my life as a Christian, and then I became a singles ministry leader. And so then, you know, um, I was encouraging people to drink the the Kool-Aid, but I was encouraging people to, you know, um, how to live holy and how to live righteous and so I had to believe my own hype. I mean, I don't mean to say it like that, but so when I was single, I can't, I can't, I didn't, I don't have a, a frame of reference as to what maybe a lot of people, maybe there are people out here in a, a safe sense of how they're dating and they're not thinking about, I think they're, they're dating with a different perspective. It's not so much about sex. It's about, you know, how does your relationship with God mirror my relationship with God and, you know, and, and things like that. But I think as far as singles that I do know, no matter whether they're saved, unsaved, whatever the, the, the thing is, I find that um, a lot of people in dating, it's exactly what, what you saw on that list, Will, and I don't think it's just younger people. I think a lot of people are looking for categories to fall into to define what, what, it's, what they're supposed to be doing, hmm. opposed to just taking the time to, to, I don't know, define their own thing. I don't have to just get any man because I want a man and just lay behind someone. You know, I don't need to have, you know, the old show back in the day, girlfriends, a six-month rule, or how long before I have sex with you, you know, or um, automatically calling you my boo. You know, I, I just, I think that, to me, dating, we can go around and around. We can talk about old-school courtship. I just think people need to be comfortable with who they are and stop trying to look like Mary Jane Paul. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to mm-hmm. look like... You're going to stop talking about my girl. I love, so. I love the show. That's the second time you brought yeah. it up. That's why she but, knows the sure. But I got stuck <laughs> on that whole say, say you love me thing. You know, that kind of... Yeah. Me yeah. But, um... Yeah. But you're right. It does come from a place of insecurity. Yeah. Um, full disclosure. Full disclosure. I chose this article because I'm going... I, I go through the same thing. Um, yeah. You know... <laughs> You know, you know my, I know, my situation. I know. Um, it's a struggle. It's yeah. a struggle, Ben. Um, reading some of um, John's blog, you have to be, I think you have to be happy, which I'm trying to get to the point of being single. Mm-hmm. You have yes. to be fully satisfied being single, which I think is the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. But you have to but be fully great. satisfied being there. single, but you're not no more. So you can look back on me and say, yeah, it's great. It's great. Because <laughs> you're going home with somebody. I got the fruit of it. I was happy and satisfied being single in uh, you, know, you you agree? You did. Oh, I'm enjoying myself. No. Oh, really? Okay. So, you know, one thing that John said, and, and, and I think when I was single, I had to, I had to realize that that you know I'm worth this list I have uh-huh. and all those those high standards. Uh-huh. I'm worth all those high standards. Okay. And I. I would not compromise on what I expected out of a woman. Okay. Okay. And, you know, she could be beautiful, she can be rich, she can be smart, she can have all those things going on, but she didn't meet, you know, my set of seven. 
it was it was it was it was no happening. Okay. You know, she she got three dates for me to figure this out. You know, like After best, that, that's best two out of three because you know first one might be a fluke. Uh-huh. You know, but two out of three if it's a good date, then we start talking about those things. But if she didn't meet those standards, she got cut. And folks say, well, you know, you'll never meet the right person. But here's what I, here's what I come to tell folks: when when you find the one. Mm-hmm. It was worth all the weight over a bunch of A ones, mm-hmm. and and I and I'll tell everybody you can have a woman or you can have the woman, because there's a lot of A womans mm-hmm. out there, but she was worth Amen. the weight, <laughs> and if you're looking for a man, he is worth the weight, and don't compromise because you compromise on the front end, you'll be hating life on the back end, and you'll be unhappy and be by yourself again. Mm-hmm. Because you compromise what you knew you deserved. Well, well that's wow. a life I deserve though. the best. Mm-hmm. I deserve the best. You know what? I yeah. love me some me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I deserve someone who's going to love me at least as much as I love me. Now right. See, that's, oh. <laughs> that's a life lesson. Well, John, well, John you know? if we don't mind us asking, what's been your 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 lesson? What's been, I don't want to say your secret to it, but you seem that you've gotten to the point after working through whatever that you are, you're fine and comfortable with being single. Yeah, I mean, I just accept that, I mean, I could die today, you know, don't see tomorrow. So am I going to wait around and be sad because I'm not married or am I going to just go out and live life? And I think a lot of times people, the reason that most singles are unhappy is because when they go out on dates, they're trying to find their husband or their wife right off the bat. Mm. Sometimes just go out and enjoy the experience. You know, dating is pretty much getting to know new people, getting to know yourself and just enjoying the moment. You know, don't take every date so seriously. Every guy you meet or every woman you meet is not going to be the one that you're going to be married. But in every day, you can learn a little bit more about yourself and things you didn't know. And they can teach you new things that, you know, can enhance who you are. So okay. just enjoy the whole experience of dating and, you know, enjoy the ride. All right. Nikki said, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right, all right. So I'm gonna tell her, hey, watch it, Nikki. Did, did anybody have another topic? Because I have one that I want us to close. I, I didn't give a good answer to this conversation that I was having. Okay, so, so I want to ask you a question first, then I want to give you some information about it. So, do you think there's such thing as an ideal relationship, one that you look up to? And you no, know, some people say I want a relationship. I heard somebody say I want a relationship like such and such, and it was somebody that was on TV. So, do you believe number one that there's an ideal relationship that yes. you? You do? Okay. 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 So, so we've seen, you know, talking about black love and everything on TV. Here's some people that, you know, we've possibly looked up to and people have said, you know, I want a relationship like such and such. Cliff and Claire Huxtable. Of course. George and Louise Jefferson. Mm -hmm. James and Florida (laughs) Evans. Mm -hmm. Some people even say Will and Jada. That's actually what the people, the person said. They said Will and Jada. Um, and then recently, Michelle and Barack Obama. They've been a couple that a lot of yes, people look up to. Yes. So, you know, I want to know, to your question is, you guys look up to them, and for so long, they've been, like, the ideal couple for a lot of people, even now with the new couple in office. A lot of people are comparing their relationships from what they see on the outside. But I want to know, how is that going to change you if you find out that Michelle and Barack didn't work out? I mean, it's not, I'll be disappointed. Uh, yeah, I, but same it's not going to change me. When Will and Jada weren't as great as we thought they were, like dang, because let me tell you But you hold them the, the, too in the same. I did in the. It was a rumor mm-hmm. that they were breaking up a few years ago. Do yeah. you know that me and my sister had a prayer circle praying for? Women? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> so crazy. And I said, I said, uh uh-uh. uh, I refuse to see black love crumble. But I mean, it's, it is disappointing, like Paula said. But yeah. I mean, they're not idols. We're not worshiping right. them. I you think, know. Like, yeah, I think when you have somebody that you're looking up to, especially for relationship values. Maybe you didn't see that in your grandparents or in your parents. So you see celebrities or people of interest that have a love that you want to aspire, that you want to be able to obtain for yourself. And even if they have their ups and downs, even if they break up, like you said, you can always go back to the best of it and still model what you saw to what you want and not be, you know, caught up, well, if they couldn't make it, I couldn't make it type attitude. But to say, you know what, they made it this many years and I now it's my goal to make it further. Do you have anything to say, John? Um, Yeah, I I think the ideal relationship would be my parents, and and to be honest with you, and they had their good and bad times. I think with celebrities, we don't see the behind the scene. We only see what they allow us to see. Mm -hmm. 
So it's kind of hard to say, oh, they have a good marriage because they're smiling on a picture that they have been told by their publicist that you need to smile on this picture. <laughs> so I think when you look at your parents that mm-hmm. have survived years and years and you saw the behind the scenes, all the arguments, yet instead they have the respect for one another, I think those are the marriages that I know, like my parents, if I was to ever get married, I would model my marriage after theirs. Because mm-hmm. like I saw, I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I saw them survive, you know, for 40 years. So it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, see, yeah, that's true. For me, for me, it's Mac and Jesse. Mac and Jesse. Yeah. Who my, my dad and my, my mom and dad married yeah. for 52 Mike years. Now, when, uh, when I went to their, their 50th year where they renewed their vows, mm-hmm. you know, I, I asked, I said, you know, Dad, you know, you've been married longer than all your kids combined. And we're on second and third marriages. You know, mm-hmm. how, how's, how's this work? And he said, uh, and, you know, he gave he gave some lessons, but he said the bottom line is that I decided that if she was going to bless me by marrying her, I'm going to do everything I can to make her life as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. And and I remember having I remember him having those conversations. He said, "Son, you're my oldest. I love you, but between you and your mom, you got to go." And there was there was never any thought in my mind that he would he, he would choose anybody over my mom, and and that's the type of I mean, if, if I can be half oh, the wow. man my dad is, mm. I, I'd, I'd be a half right. of a man. Mm-hmm. But wow. that's the wow. type of relationship, you know. And I've never heard them raise their voices at each other. Mm-hmm. My father has never ever struck my mom. Mm-hmm. I've ne- I've never heard them. They have intense fellowship times, but it's always over some uh, over the Bible they're arguing over. I mean, I ain't never seen them, you know, get into money issues or anything like that. And we didn't have a lot of money, but what I, what I know is that Dad said, if nothing else happens, lights will always be on. There will always be food on the table, and I'll always go to work. Mm. And no matter what happened, um, he would make sure the family was together. This is a guy who decided. Get at the top of his career to leave his job because his oldest son was going to college in the States. And he, he took a minimum wage job just to be close enough just in case I needed something. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when I look at that and then their marriage, I say if, if I could model, if I could bottle it up and sell it, I'd, I'd do that because they committed to themselves and to God that it would be nobody else. And I remember my mom was sick for like four years. She was bedridden for four years. Mm-hmm. My dad was by her side every day. And and there was never any question about anybody straying or anything like that. I wish I knew more men like that. And I want to become a man like that. So that's the relationship I, I'd buy. Wow. I'm going to pick um, not my parents' relationship. I mean, even though it was yeah, some good. My dad was a good provider, though. Bottom line, case closed. You know what I mean? He wasn't a great husband, but he was a heck of a provider. Um, but out of the um, couples that Will um, talked about, I'm going to pick Florida and James Evans. Right or die. Wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Be like, damn, damn. <laughs> because they were, they're my um, mirror of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything, but they had a whole lot. Yeah. And they had great values. And uh, family values and love. And no matter what they went through, Florida was there for James and James was there for Florida. That's totally unconditional, no matter what. He didn't have, he had a sixth grade education. She didn't care about that because she loved that man. You know, she she had a teeny weeny fro. She's crazy. Um, they taught their kids the same thing. I mean, to me, that's that's true love. You know what I mean? Even though you don't, you may not have a lot in materials, but you have a lot of love, and that is what you're displaying, and that is what you're showing your kids. So I'm sure that if that was real life, mm-hmm. that their their children's probably will, their children would have all successful relationships because they had it hard. I, I think I would. I like what you're doing. So, yeah, who would you choose out of those people? Out of those people, I would have chose the Cosby's. Um, the Cosby's, why? I would have chosen because I love, I love the passion um, that they had between each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I love how an attractive woman made a not so attractive man seem attractive. Okay. You know, <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, um, okay. But I mean, she she adored him. I mean, you know, and I I love the way they adored one another. I love how 
like if we go into any of the episodes when she bust out Elvin and she talked about marriage being a partnership, you know, that it's not about you giving 50 or me giving, I mean, you doing this and I'm doing this. We do what fits best for our relationship. They co-parented, they made each other laugh, especially the part about laughing, willing to look silly in front of one another, mm-hmm. being creative and, um, and taking the time out for one another. And similar like your father, a real life man, you know, um, Cliff put Claire above the, the children all the time, you know. And, um, and I just love their banter. So I would, I think that is an ideal, and, and I definitely think Claire was the ideal mother. You know, but um, so I think that they would be an ideal if I could bottle that. Because my parents, you know, bless their heart. <laughs> <laughs> they were good at many things. Uh-huh. Marriage was never one. Okay. So, what about you? I would I was going to say the Cosby's, but now I'm I'm going to say the Obamas I'm, just so oh, we have a different yeah. mm-hmm. um, perspective on things. And I think it's because as much in the light as the Obamas were, you know, it was about his um the, his presidency. It wasn't about the relationship, but boy, didn't it eat out. He mm-hmm. was such a gentleman. He put his wife above all. Mm-hmm. And you could tell mm-hmm. they respected their family dynamics by making sure that you understood their kids have nothing to do with my job. You know, so that he was very guarded on his children. He was guarded to his wife, but he knew that she was enough of a woman that she could go out there and stand on her own. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to be there all the time. And you can tell that she supported him, he supported her. And that, I think, is what a good relationship is about. You are going to have your ups and downs. You may have kids, you may not. You may have people in your life that you don't want to, like the media. Oh. But when you can respect and love each other and know that you have that person back, and if you're about to fall, that person has yours, and you got a rock-solid relationship that will, 50 years, mm-hmm. they're going to last the test of time. I love yep. the man. I'm almost his parents now. I'm, I'm almost what, loving them. The, the, thing, the, <laughs> the thing I like about President Obama mm-hmm. is that I saw I saw a, um, a video mm-hmm. where she was flying in mm-hmm. on Marine Corps 1, mm-hmm. and he was already in town. He went to the airport, went up the stairs and got her and brought her back down. Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, she could have came down by herself. She was perfectly capable. And here's one thing, lesson I learned from them, is that, or, or at least one that they, they reinforced. Just because she could do it by herself, she didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He made sure he went and got her. And he showed the whole world, wow. I'll go get my wife. That's right. And one one of the interviews he had, he said, at the end of the day, I might be president, but I still got to take the trash out. Right. She's still the boss. And he had no problem saying that that he caters to his wife. And he teared up talking about it. That's a real man. Now, did you tear up when you heard him talking about it? Oh, man, I teared up like a mother. You said that got to get me that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he teared up over his kids. And he teared up over his wife. That's a real man. How about you, Will? Um, Mine is Michelle always been Michelle Obama and I was about to say Donald Trump. Oh. Michelle Obama <laughs> Michelle Obama and <laughs> Michelle Obama and uh, Barack Obama and just um, looking at their relationship ever since I saw them I never met them but I could just feel that there was a sincerity they weren't putting on a show and that he had a genuine respect for her and she had a genuine respect for him and even though a lot of people don't know Michelle Obama's worth much more than Barack Obama Net worth wise, yep. um, you would never know that she respected his position. She stayed in her lane, but they both had equal power to me, um, and their their love for their family, for their kids, it was just it was just there to me. They were the ideal power couple. And yeah, I just, I just like that. Supportive. She was very supportive. I mean, because a lot of people don't know she wrote a lot of the speeches. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. she she made sure that when her man went out there, no matter what. He represented not just the country, yeah. but that family. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do for your man is to make sure that he is out front. He is representing the family to everything. And that's I believe right. she made sure that nobody else messed with him, wow. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Look, yeah. Ain't nobody want none of Michelle. Right. <laughs> but you know what? We have some people who did reply. We had Robert Mitchell, who said the Obamas, the way he constantly lifts Michelle up and gets teary-eyed when he speaks about her to, mm-hmm. about her, to her. That's love. Maria said that. Um, somebody also said that it was James in Florida that was Joe Nice, and yes, that's a great relationship. That's the that's what it's all about. So yeah, Nikki, who did you say? Thanks, Maria. Then um, nobody like come up. Who did you oh, like? Yeah. Who did you like out of those? I like the Obamas. The Obamas. Yeah, I mean, there's not a picture that you look at them 
Yeah, and you believe that love, right? It's not like, you know. <laughs> Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that's what it's all about. If you if you believe what you're doing with who you're doing it with, that's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to look like. All right. Mm-hmm. Nikki, who would you say? I mean, I like all of them, but I would probably say um, Jordan James Wilson. and Florida Evans. You know why? <laughs> because when the rain comes, can you stay in the rain? Yeah. And they were a true testament. Yes, of sir. Can you stay in the rain? You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have the money or the the fame and fortune and lifestyle, but they made it work with what they had. They had that love. They had that love. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was, it was, even in hard times, when your money is gone and you still there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what? That's right. that's right. that ride or die chick. Right. That's that's an example of ride or die. I, I feel like we, we have lost the love for George and Wheezy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it started from the bottom, now they did. <laughs> 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 you know I'm saying? But, and, and, and look at the contrast between President Obama and Michelle and the current president and his wife. Yeah. Look at the contrast yeah. on how they relate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. pictures yeah. tell a thousand mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Video tells a thousand yeah. words. She, yeah. she acts like she don't even she like that. <laughs> she got that Tina Turner, I'm ready for a yeah. uh, limo thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, walk on by. Yeah. They said, well, if she had a shoe malfunction, I couldn't do anything about that. I had to go <laughs> and get to the mic one time. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, everybody, you know what? That's our time. Coach, share your information for tomorrow night, your big your big debut. Sure. We're, we're debuting in Richmond, Virginia tomorrow, uh, season one of The Rules, Richmond. And we'll be on at 9 p.m. on Comcast. Comcast 95, Verizon 36. All right. And, and All so, right. And, and Will, the good thing about this, we got men on the panel. All right. So in Richmond, we got three men uh-huh. and, um, and and two women. And we're going to we're gonna have these transformational conversations all about relationships. So tomorrow we're talking about bench warmers and star players. All right. All right. And Paula, you have a big event coming up. I'm a judge for it. I'm yes, happy to be there. Yes, I'm so excited about it. It's April the 8th. It's the Celebrity Cook-Off. Um, it's Channel 13 versus Channel 3. Um, and the proceeds will be donated to the food bank. We're really excited about it. This is the first time this has ever hap- happened in Hampton Roads, and I created it. And yes, um, congratulations. thank you. Thank you so much. And Will, of course, is going to be a judge. And, of course, Nikki is always there in our corner. You know, I appreciate you so much, Nikki. Always yes. got to put it to work. Jessica Larchet. Yeah, so we're really excited about it. Um, it's going to be an amazing, um, amazing event. I mean, it's a ticketed event. Um, the tickets are $40. Um, so definitely go on to Eventbrite and purchase your ticket. It's blasted all over Facebook. All right. All right. All right. And John, our, our, our special guest, Mr. John Patrick Adams, share, people, share with people how they can follow you and especially read some of your blogs. Um, you can read everything on my site at uh, johnpatrickadams.com. All right. All right. You have anything coming up? Uh no no I'm I'm laid down man I like uh we need to get you here in Hampton Roads we need to, we need yeah need taking a, a break oh, I was just okay. saying I was just thinking yeah, that we need yeah. to go to lunch yeah me, me and Nikki we were thinking about planning something get you down here and facilitate something okay or y'all can come down to Texas. It's hot. It's going to be too hot. hot. And, and y'all got rattlesnakes. I saw that thing with the rattlesnake in the toilet. <laughs> Whatever, man. That was in Texas. I'm y'all sorry. Y'all stealing Can't jerseys do down there. We ain't trying to get snow. <laughs> it's too hot. Yes. But um, thank you for coming on, John. Can't wait to have you on again in the future, man. Thank you all. All right. Thanks, John. Have a good night. John. I'll be talking thank to you, you offline. All righty. Just crazy. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for coming on. Tune in next week. We have... Um, Two special guests coming in. We have Kim Ades, who's going to be talking about the frame of mind coaching. Um, we have in the studio Mr. Lawrence Baysmore, who's Mr. Seven Five Seven, and Bryant Murphy. He's a colleague and fellow hairstylist. Um, we have, you know, it's a lot of people. You turn on TV on Hip Hop World. I think Meek Mills just said that his brother came out bisexual or something like that. So it's a lot of people coming out for some reason. So we have Mr. Rick Clemens. He's talking about coming out. He's going to be on the show. Um, he's he's been on Ellen. He's been on a whole bunch of TV programs. I'm talking about it. So he's going to be on next week. Hope everybody tune in for that. Same place, same time. Thank you, Nikki, for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Nikki. 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 Say bye to Facebook. Bye. 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 Have a blessed bye. night, y'all. All right.
Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.